Hello everyone. My name is Major General Anil Verma retired and I am the head of ADR. Welcome to the first part of the podcast on publication of criminal cases against candidates selected by political parties along with reasons for such selection. We are privileged to have a panel of eminent and distinguished personalities today to express their views on the subject for the viewers. Uh, I think for the viewers, a little bit of introduction uh, regarding the uh, panelists is warranted. So I'll quickly uh, go over a brief bio of each of the eminent panelists. Uh, Shri S.S. Ray is a Rajya Sabha member from the TMC. He was elected for the second time in 2017. He is a MA LLB and started his political career in 1968. He was the vice president of the Calcutta High Court Bar Association from 2009 to 11. He has written uh, four books and as a Rajya Sabha MP, he is and has served on various parliamentary committees. Uh, the next is Honorable Justice Madan Bhimrao Lokur. He is alumni of St. Stephen's, Delhi, and did his LLB from the law faculty of Delhi University. From 1977 onwards, he has practiced in the High Court and Supreme Court. He was appointed Delhi High Court judge in 1999 and served as the Chief Justice of Guwahati and Andhra Pradesh High Courts before his appointment as a judge in the Supreme Court in 2012 from where he retired in December 2018. Welcome, sir. Uh, Shri O.P. Rawat, uh, I think he hasn't joined. He may join another 10-15 minutes. He is uh, alumni of the Banaras Hindu University, MSc in Physics, and it is MSc in Social, Social Development Planning from UK. He retired from the IAS in December 2013 and was appointed as the election commissioner in the election commission of India in August 2015 and later was appointed as the chief election commissioner uh, from and he, he performed that duty from January to December 2018 for one year. Uh, Professor Sastri, uh, he is the founder, member, trustee and chairman of ADR. He has done his BTEC from IIT Delhi, MBA from IIM Ahmedabad and his PhD from MIT University in USA. He has taught at IIM Ahmedabad and universities in Japan, Hong Kong and USA and is currently teaching in IIM Bangalore and he is also a recipient of national awards for research and teaching. Welcome Professor Sastri. We also have Mr. Alok Prasannan. He is the co-founder and lead of Vidhi Karnataka. He did his LLB from Nalsar in 2008 and BCL from Oxford University in 2009. His area of research includes judicial reforms, constitutional law, urban and law technology. He also writes columns in various magazines and web portals. And he has also practiced law in the Supreme Court and Delhi High Court. Now, uh, coming to the context of the discussion today, uh, for the benefit of the viewers, I'll show a few slides 
because I have shared a background paper with the panelists, so they would be aware of uh, the reason as to why we are having this discussion today. Basically, it is upon the implementation of the Supreme Court's directions, especially the last judgment, as also various other Supreme Court judgments. We have, they have asked the political parties to share details of the uh, candidates with criminal cases and the last one in which they have asked them as to why they are giving tickets to people with criminal cases. So uh, I wish to highlight <clears throat> that the implementation lacunas by the political parties in the Supreme Court judgment on the issue of decriminalization of politics and the guidelines which have been issued by the Election Commission of India based on the judgment, uh, when the ADR analyzed, we found that there are a large number of shortcomings and uh, these details have been shared with you all, with the panelists in the background paper. However, uh, I would urge the panelists to give concrete suggestions as to how the implementation can be imposed and who is to monitor the ECI, which was charged with the responsibility of uh, overseeing this. And what would be the suggested action for the non-compliance of these instructions of the, or rather the judgment of the Supreme Court by the political parties? Uh, so before uh, I hand you over to the panelists, I would like to share a few slides for the benefit of the viewers. Anas, can you please move to the next slide? <clears throat> So uh, before I explain this one, I just want to highlight what is the current status now. In the Lok Sabha, we have 43% MPs with criminal cases and 29% of the MPs have serious criminal cases. In the Rajya Sabha, we have 24% MPs with criminal cases and 12% have serious criminal cases. Out of these, <clears throat> 11 MPs have murder charges. <clears throat> 33 have attempt to murder charges, 8 MPs have kidnapping charges, 13 MPs have robbery charges. 18 MLAs, uh, sorry, 18 MPs and 58 MLAs have cases of crime against women. 3 MPs and 6 MLAs have cases of rape against themselves. So what we are seeing, the trend is that every election, there is a 5 to 7% increase in the number of candidates uh, who have criminal cases and who are given tickets by the political parties to contest elections. And the way things are going, it has already reached 70 to 75 percent MLAs in certain uh, states. So the day is not far off when we'll hit the century. And that will be an extremely shameful day for the Indian democracy. This is what we feel. So. Uh, now, coming to this slide, this is for the viewers to see that the uh, guidelines which were issued by the Election Commission based on the Supreme Court directions. So the ones on the left, the seven points are for the political parties. So basically, you know, they have to publish reasons as to why they are giving tickets to the candidates with criminal cases. And uh, what are the reasons for not finding people who do not have criminal cases. And they have specifically mentioned that Supreme Court in its judgment had said that winability is not the reason. 
you cannot say that this guy is you know the best candidate to win the election that is why we are giving tickets so they are supposed to publicize this they are supposed to submit these details on their website they are supposed to publish it in the newspapers and so and so forth so uh, similarly on the right hand side also for the candidates these instructions have been given okay next slide please now this i want to show you this is as per the uh, you know guidelines issued by the election commission two formats have to be filled one is c2 on the left and the on the right is c7 format so the c2 format is to be published in the newspapers and tvs from the day following the last date for withdrawal of candidature and up to two days before the date of the polls in this basically is to give his background details name constituencies pending criminal cases and details of the conviction in various criminal cases on the right hand side is the format c7 this is the information uh, which you know regarding the criminal cases uh, the political parties have to be as to why they have selected these candidates so if you see the name of the offenses case number name of the court all that that is in the part 1 in the second the para the print is a bit small but i am just reading it out to you that the reasons for selection of the candidate have to be given and the third para the last bottom is reasons as to why other individuals without criminal antecedents could not be selected as candidates okay next slide please yeah so what i have done is basically all these five six states which went to poll recently the four states and the union territory recently and last year bihar so this uh, supreme court judgment uh, came into effect for the first time in the bihar elections so we have been tracking as to what the political parties are submitting on their websites and we find various lacunas like for example this i have taken west bengal so if you see the reasons furnished are very uh, you know they are not convincing at all uh, and i'll show you some more uh, subsequently also what i want to highlight here is that out of the 435 candidates with criminal cases only 72% candidates details have been furnished and for serious criminal cases candidates 89% of the candidates details have been furnished so all the candidate details are not available i may like to add here that our uh, analysis and research is based on the websites of the political parties now there are a number of small political parties which do not have websites there are independent candidates who i assume would have published their thing in the print media but we have no means to access those and these details are not available on the election commission website also this has all been found out by our research on the uh, various uh, political parties websites okay next please now this is again background what i want to highlight here is what i have done is from each state i have taken the two candidates the two topmost candidates with maximum numbers of criminal cases now in this case you see these two 53 cases bharati ghosh and 50 cases barun parnaik just see the reasons which have been given uh, another thing i want to highlight here is that the reasons for selection of candidate with criminal background 
and the reason as to why other individuals without criminal antecedents could not be selected. By and large, uh, the parties have written the same thing in both the places, which doesn't make sense. Because in C7, you have to specify why you couldn't find other people of uh, without criminal antecedents. There are various other discrepancies also which have been shown in the yellow box on the right. Okay, next please. Similarly for Assam. Now you see this gentleman Akhil Gogoi, he is an independent. He won incidentally. He has got the highest number of cases, 52. And he has not published a C7. I mean, we don't know because there is no website. He is an independent guy. Whether he has published in the newspaper and all, we have no means of finding out. For Puducherry, similarly, the main political parties in Puducherry have also not published the format C7, as you can see in the bottom. So these are the two who have got the highest number of candidates, uh, criminal cases in Puducherry. Next, please. Kerala. This is interesting. Kindly compare the remarks. They are identical. Copy paste or cut and paste. See Tamil Nadu. Format C7 not published by the political parties. Next, please. This is very interesting. What I want to highlight is they have made no effort at all. Indian National Congress in Tamil Nadu, they have given the same reason for all the 26 candidates. You can check it out. I have taken Serial 1, Serial 2, Serial 6, Serial 9, Serial 21 and Serial 22 or something. Exactly same reasons have been cut and paste for all. So that shows the seriousness with which the Supreme Court judgment is being taken and the Election Commission's guidelines on the subject are being taken. Next, please. So many other discrepancies are there. I have highlighted these in this box. You can go over them. But like, for example, Stalin is the chief minister now. In C2, there are 47 cases listed. In C7, there are 63 cases listed. So, which is correct? Who is going to check this? Next, please. Again, you will find both these candidates. On the left is J.G. Prince. And on the right is another uh, candidate. The reasons are the same. What we are highlighting here is that Congress and DMK, the reasons are same. So they don't even bother bother to use a little bit of imagination and give some cogent reasons. Next, please. And this is Bihar. Again, the same thing. You will find similarity in reason between different candidates of the same political parties, which is not possible. How can you give same reason for everybody? Next, please. Okay. <clears throat> right. So uh, now I'll uh, invite the speakers, uh, but I would just like to lay down a couple of ground rules. Uh, one is that uh, 
we have given 10 to 12 minutes uh, to each speaker to kindly uh, adhere to the time limit. And uh, the sequence of speakers will be as follows. Uh, first, Professor Sastri, followed by Mr. Ray. Third will be Justice Lokur. Fourth will be Mr. O.P. Rawat, if he has joined by that time. And last will be Mr. Alok. At the end of the session, we'll have a question and answer session. And uh, we will see, as per the time, how many questions we can take. Okay, now with this uh, preamble, uh, I would like to invite Professor Trilochan Sastri to set the ball rolling and give his opening remarks and set this context as to why ADR is doing this research and why are we are highlighting this aspect. Over to Professor Sastri. Thank you. Uh, once again, welcome to all the speakers and all the persons attending. There are uh, a few issues on which ADR is actually seeking your guidance. So I think uh, Chan Verma referred to some of them, but uh, just for the sake of clarity, let me mention that. One is uh, a long-standing issue of ADR that several Supreme Court judgments have uh, been given. And this is one of the latest on criminality, where the court chose to ask for further transparency and reasons from the political parties. Now, usually these uh, directions are either ignored or followed in a very casual manner. And we have been wrestling with this issue of uh, what is the remedy for this. Now, in this particular case, the Election Commission has been uh, charged by the Supreme Court to gather this information and monitor it. So the Election Commission has designed some formats. But the monitoring of this information and what happens in case this information is not complete, let us not even argue whether it is valid or not, but there are many missing uh, items of information. Then what is the remedy uh, other than going and asking for contempt of court? So we have many eminent uh, speakers. So that is one issue that uh, uh, we would like to uh, ask all of you. And we have some uh, suggestions, which maybe if uh, the moderator permits, we may come back either towards the end, but we'd first like to hear from you. And the second is the issue of a basic fundamental question about the rise in criminality. I think all of us are aware that uh, when we first got this data back in 2004, the percentage of elected members of parliament with a criminal record was around 20%. And it has been steadily growing. And now it is 43%. And the actually the great leap forward was between uh, 2014 and 19, when it went from about 34% to 43%. And of course, uh, the ruling party, which has the maximum number of uh, elected uh, parliamentarians, uh, is squarely uh, the number one uh, party with the maximum number of criminal candidates. I mean, there is no question about it. So when there is no intention whatsoever to abide by the Supreme Court judgment or by what anybody around the world would say, is that people with 50 cases, 40 cases, murder cases, rape cases, atrocities against women, 
they are not only given tickets they win and they are also inducted into the cabinet general verma has not highlighted but even in the union cabinet we have ministers with criminal cases now why this is happening we can go on debating but the fact is that there is no intention whatsoever among the political parties to do this and the court supreme court's uh, approach so far has been to ask for more and more checks and balances and more and more transparency now uh the only way forward perhaps is to hold somebody accountable not in a vague sense a political party or some vague committee or something but individuals have to be held accountable for not following the supreme court guideline among with this uh tools that we have in place and so whether this can be legally done or not is one issue i would like to uh, highlight so let me stop here and uh, let us see if time permits uh, there are a few things we may want to consider which uh, we will discuss at the end but we are very eager to listen to all the other speakers so thank you general verma for uh, giving me this opportunity okay thank you professor astri uh, we'll now request uh, mr ray to kindly give his views now all of us are aware of the supreme court judgment delivered in 2018 and 2020 and the follow up follow up actions taken by the election commission of india and the responses given by political parties particularly in the recently held assembly elections in five states as rightly mentioned by mr bharma now it appears that the Uh, reasons for selecting candidates having criminal background that has been mentioned in the press guide matters are not mostly tenable uh, to ADR or for that matter any citizen of this country. Now, what could be the remedy towards it? My particular factor. Uh, assessment on this is that the election issued by the Supreme Court possibly very difficult to implement political parties in all cases. There are certainly there are cases where this can be implemented, but in most of the cases it cannot be implemented for various reasons because discovery will take a lot of time. So to cut short, I can only Uh, give one uh, suggestion that if election commission, because Mr. Barba said that it is not appearing in the website of election commission, something funny. Anyway, but election commission must be aware of the reasons given by the respective political parties uh, regarding their candidates and political candidates. If the election commission Things that the reasons given by the political party are not in consonance with the intent or purport of the election issued by the Supreme Court, then the Election Commission should issue so-called notices to the political parties 
for an effective reply so that further action can be taken. Now the question is what should be the further action? Further action is one can be uh, there is the case of contempt of the people because the direction has not been properly adhered to. Secondly, the election commission has enormous power under the constitution and the statute. To take action is against the political parties by suspending their registration. In India, possibly there is not a single case where this power has been exercised by the election commission of India. So the charity must begin at home all the time. The part cannot be passed to the Supreme Court or ATR or other social activities because the election commission is constitutionally responsible for holding election in a proper and effective manner and to weed out corruption as well as criminality which is being involved to the to the, to the candidates of respective political parties. So primarily it is the duty of the election commission and drafted by the constitution. Now if such actions are taken I believe the political the many heads will roll down and the political parties will also think twice and thrice to rectify what is what uh, default on their part or the, the humor in the directions issued by the Supreme Court can also be can also come to light. Uh, in so far as other reactions is concerned, I think I have seen in some cases it has been said the winning possibility, although the people did not accept that contention at all, rather mentioned in the direction that that cannot be a government. Even though in some uh, cases it has been mentioned that after giving so many reasons, he is the best candidate among all. Now, uh, I would like to quote one, a few lines from one book uh, written by uh, Mr. Vaishnav. Uh, he says in his book that a criminal reputation actually helps at asking. Starting election results between 2004 and 2013, the author calculated that if the probability of winning an election is 7% for a candidate with an unprivileged reputation, it increases to 19% with at least one case against the candidate, and if the case is serious one, the probability of a win increases to 25%. So if the people accept the criminals as good candidates for their constituencies, to represent their constituencies, it is a very alarming situation, no doubt about it, and something should be done. More, more, more uh, steps should be taken. And it continues, he says, he, he uh, continues that the more power should be granted to the election commission to the commission under the constitution and the statute and the judgments of the Supreme Court passed uh, from time to time. Therefore, I think the main thing, the absence of the will, Absence of will not only on the part of political party, absence of will on the part of the implementing agencies, 
and especially the election commission of India. So many commissions separately government in the past for electoral reform, neither the government adhered to those recommendations, never it was discussed in the parliament. I myself raised so many things for electoral reforms from time to time. Hardly there was anybody to listen to me, or even a single member submission not be survived. But the way ADR is working, some other social activists and organizations, they are also working. And by and large, people are frustrated with the present political system, no doubt about it. It does not necessarily mean that the others are performing their role positively and effectively. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ray. With this, we come to an end of the first part of the podcast on publication of criminal cases against candidates selected by political parties along with the reasons for such selection. If you wish to learn more about ADR's contributions in this matter, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on our website adrindia.org or write to us at adr at adrindia.org with your feedback.